Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. WrestleMania 2023, night one. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I am Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Jimmy Corderas and Justin Labar. The three of us, together, I think for the first time in a long time, it's yeah, so nice to see you both. Maybe the first time ever. This might be an unprecedented yeah. uh, triple threat here. Yeah, we might have uh, not done this configuration, but hey, it is WrestleMania Saturday and the WWE Universe high off just an amazing first night of WrestleMania, an amazing day. <laughs> I know uh, not everyone watched Stand and Deliver today, the NXT premium live event, but I have to say, like, I don't think I watched a single lackluster wrestling match that was that was announced ahead of time. We'll, we'll give a little bit of a pass to Pat McAfee and The Miz. But every match that was planned for today, every match that was officially on the card today, absolutely delivered. And I am riding high. So good to see you both. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get to see Stand and Deliver yet, but uh, everything I've read and heard, it... it it, it it did deliver to uh, the NXT fans who tuned in for it. And then, yeah, I mean, as we'll get ready to dive in here uh, late night for Jimmy and I on the East. I mean, it was just, I mean, you yeah. can say about tonight, if, if they, if, if, if tonight was done and say, okay, WrestleMania 39 is done, they make an argument, a oh, pretty damn good mania, but oh, they have yeah. a whole other night. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's funny because it, it's almost like I was telling Justin this before, just before we connected with you, Glenn, it was almost like everyone from night one, turn to everyone that's working night two and said follow that yeah no that that was what this morning was like that was like what tonight was like i am riding high i mean i tweeted this out on this very podcast back in late 2016 or early 17 raj giri swore to me that sammy Zayn would never ever 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 main event a wrestlemania and tonight he and kevin owens closed the show in spectacular fashion defeating the usos fracturing the bloodline even further and becoming the new WWE undisputed tag team champions. And, and oh, by the way, the first ever time the tag team titles main event WrestleMania. So you're part of even more mm-hmm. history. Exactly. Yeah. And there was other history on the night too. Uh, we'll get to that, of course, yeah. as, as we move along. <laughs> yeah. Almost everything uh, over delivered what we were expecting tonight. And uh, I want to dive into the results Really, with uh, Stand and Deliver, just quick note, uh, some big surprises today. Gallus retained the Tag Team Championships in NXT. Indy Hartwell is your new NXT Women's Champion, someone that I think was predicted to, to almost exclusively not win that match, became uh, the new NXT Women's Champion today. Uh, we have new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. It was it was a great card. We have a new NXT Champion with Carmelo Hayes. Um but I want to get in and talk about WrestleMania. We open tonight in Hollywood. Well, Inglewood, but it's close mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. With uh, Kevin Hart kicking off the show and uh, big field match with Austin Theory defending his United States Championship against John Cena. Justin, mm-hmm. uh, what did you think of this opening to WrestleMania Saturday? 
it was exactly what it needed to be. You know, uh, theory comes out, he's got the heat, um, you know, then the tying in the make a wish with, with Cena, you know, a nice little baby face touch there. It's, it's almost like, you know, you never quite know, especially mania crowds. Cause you get such international flavor. You get, you get, you get such a, a vast, you know, array of fans. So you never know what the, what the, you know, what, what that fan base might do. So, you know, last thing you want in this particular situation, when Austin Theory is one of your thriving top heels, you don't want a stadium full of the Let's Go Cena, Cena sucks. You know, you really hope yeah. that kind of John's kind of graduated past that at this point. Mm-hmm. He's basically retired. He'll make a match a year. So, uh, obviously, it, the wholesome reason, great to show off the Make-A-Wish kids and, and having them there and everything. But it's also, you know, maybe cerebral, you know, cerebral a little touch of like, just remember, this is our superhero good guy. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, you know, but uh, but in all seriousness, though, you know, the match wasn't too long, didn't need to be. And, you know, I got in some Twitter confrontation with people earlier, debate. Uh, they think that, you know, Austin should have just outright, outright won clean, you know, not had the shenanigans with the ref up. And I completely disagree. It's like it's called heat. Now he still has his heat. Heat is what fuels a, a heel. And if you want to go back to history, when Cena's first WrestleMania, which was, to win the U.S. title, he used brass knuckles, and I don't think any of us here, twenty years later, are sitting around going, you know, if he only would have won that first Mania match clean, the guy could have been something. So I right. think everybody, I think this was the right way to do it. Uh, and 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 if, also in theory, uh, he has arrived. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, no, I I enjoyed the match very much. I thought it, it it delivered, and it did what it was supposed to do. It got heat on the guy that was supposed to get heat. And it also, at this point, you can't damage John Cena, regardless of whether he's beat clean or whatever everybody's screaming about. But we have a heel who who outsmarted him in a situation with the ref bump, which was cool because it happened early and made it feel like, we always talk about how the opening match should be feel like a big time match. And that helped make it feel like a big time match. But at the same time, it elevated somebody. Yeah. And and to to just uh, to Justin's point about the the dueling chance, let's go Cena Cena sucks chance. I think that was done not to, to be malicious, but I think it was done as kind of like a throwback situation to make them feel like they times are you know times they are not a changing. We, we still <laughs> it was almost like an appreciation kind of thing as opposed to uh, derogatory, if that makes any kind of sense. But to me, it felt like it was like okay, we're just going to welcome them back like we did before. Yeah, it's it's almost kind of part of the the fanfare and tongue in cheek, and I think Cena has certainly embraced it over the years. Uh, similar to Kurt Angle, right? I mean, you know that if this is how an audience responds to you, at a certain point, it's it's done with love. And I don't think anyone legitimately dislikes John Cena at this stage in his career. Um, right. He has a certain gravitas, and he's in the the stratosphere um, of established WWE superstars. Him coming back, I mean, great to do that to put Austin Theory over today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this was a hot way to start the show. Love that Make-A-Wish moment with Cena yes. and the kids. Yeah, and, awesome. and, and also just with the Make-A-Wish again, you know, they had we had so many stars tonight. I mean, God, this mania. And again, this is only night one, you know, but, but, but between Snoop, you know, Colin Cowherd to sit in front row, Bad Bunny, uh, you know, George Kittle. But, you know, th- there's so many people. It's So, again, you had, you had the people there reminding you of how big of a deal WWE is in in entertainment but then that make a wish is a nice thing because if you watch you see some archive video of guys going back to the 90s and them touting wb is make a wish's longest uh affiliated partner mm. you know so it's just a great it's just a, again if you're hoping you have first time eyes tuning into this or or, or very casual eyes and nothing else 
uh, in addition to all your diehards. And so to tout something like that right off the top, just it just it just it just again legitimizes who and what WWE is. It is not uh, Grandpa's wrestling company no more. I mean, elephant in the room mm-hmm. today also felt like a very well orchestrated presentation for potential buyers of WWE. Absolutely, absolutely, yep. Absolutely. Couldn't couldn't agree more. You know, them watching it and seeing the, the fanfare and seeing the these stars come out. Like even you talked about earlier, uh, uh, Glenn about NXT. You know, sitting front row, right behind the announcer. There's Dan, uh, Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. So there's you know like from the fight world and stuff like that. You know, it's just uh, you know from a business standpoint, this was a great seller tonight. Let's put it to that. I would love to uh, see the reaction of some of the random suits watching from a private box during Rhea and Charlotte uh, going, wait a second, they, they legitimately try and kill each other sometimes? Uh, <laughs> and, triple, and, and it's like behind the scenes, Triple H is telling someone, distract them during this match. We need to come up with a way to get it to where we're not paying as close attention because everything else felt very much like a showcase, uh, not of the family-friendly nature of WWE, but that was the one part where it, it definitely got heated. It, uh, it stood out. It was a very unique match in terms of tone. And uh, I think, uh, you know, as such, it, you know, people can argue this is the great thing about a great WrestleMania or any great pay-per-view or premium live event. Mm-hmm. You could have a heated debate about what match stole the show tonight or what the match of the night was tonight. And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I think you'd be valid to say almost any of them. Yeah, you'd have a great argument for e- any match. Yeah. Except the Miz versus Pat McAfee. Well, that... <laughs> There, there's always exceptions to every rule, right? I'd like to meet that person. <laughs> that was like, and Snoop Dogg was there, and we got a 49er involved. Uh, hey, we have some super chats, and please keep them coming tonight. We're going to try and uh, feature everything that we get. Andrew Ung with 499 saying, uh, I was there live. WWE production team needs to step it up for night two. The Jumbotron stopped working during Seth versus Logan, and the fans weren't happy. Oh. unfortunately stuff happens even here with us sometimes you know it's the technological world and unfortunately it's not 100 percent foolproof you do your best to make your show run as smooth as possible but every once in a while glitches happen and andrew if i may and i I know that since you were there live it's more important to you but uh from home and andrew you probably you obviously didn't see all this all the different things and effects they added to certain entrances, uh, like, like 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 Trish and Becky and, and, and Lita, and and all the different things. And they had some great camera shots. And they took a great replay of Sammy at the very end, which we'll talk to you later. They, they hit their mark in so many ways, to where if there's going to be one little hiccup in technology, sometimes just things just freeze. You know, like we all we, we all of us have had internet problems. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be a hiccup, it's better there be a hiccup that lasts just for a few moments, and that is only subject to eighty thousand people versus the mm. millions at home. Right. Millions and millions right. watching at home mm-hmm. on Peacock. Or leg- are they still in legitimate pay-per-view on cable on, systems? Interna- internationally, they are. Yeah, because up here in Canada, it's still the WWE Network. Oh, that's right. God, I missed that. Um, no, I have to say, and Justin, you've been to Manias. Jimmy, I mean, you, you've worked in the industry for such a long time. I think that with premium live events of this scale, if you are not in the first, you know... 500 feet or a thousand feet of that ring you are there for the atmosphere and the experience and yes you'll be watching it on the big screens um so it sucks when those go out but yeah they, they're first and foremost doing this for the people at home yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, and 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 you know i, I yeah, yeah i've been to 
it was like a decade straight worth of manias and, and I haven't been to one since 2019. Um, you know, so I have been home for the last couple of years and I was home, obviously, obviously I was home tonight, but, but I, and I do, but you're right. There's certain things you do miss live. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you are front row, you, there's some things you just miss live because of the nature of, you can only see as big as this has become to scale. You can only, your eyes can only turn so fast. Your head's on. Yeah. You know? And so at home, it really is a nice way to take certain things in. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's certainly, I can certainly do this podcast a lot better than if I was there live because I, I can see and like, I'll be honest and we'll get to it in a second. I would have known who the hell was in the, I wouldn't have known who was in the, in, in the, the prime mascot situation. Right. You know, I guess that means a sign that I'm getting older. I had to sit there and thankfully Michael Cole told me and then I did some Googling and it all pieced together. But if I was there live, I would have been like, who is that? That's not, that's yeah. not our truth. Who is the, who, who, who is the guy? I don't know who it is. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Um, me oh, it's, and- not a, it's not a wrestler. Okay. Mania in Dallas, I just finally had the, the network on my phone and I was watching it on my phone from the cheap seats because right. uh, I see more. See, it's funny because, you know, going from being in that world and being actually in the ring at WrestleMania to yeah. watching it from press row. Man, what a difference it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's a complete difference watching it, you know, that way. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the same is true for any major concert live event. I mean, you go see Taylor Swift. If if you're in the back, like you're just watching the screens. Uh, Majestic Marie with a $5 super chat saying, I can't believe I'm saying this, but WrestleMania may be on its way to surpassing WrestleMania 17. Great night one. That is yeah. high praise, yeah. Marie. Mm-hmm. I, I was at 17. That was my first Mania. Uh, obviously, Jimmy worked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, busy refereeing hardcore matches. Uh, <laughs> I, I still hold 17. In, I mean, I was at 17. I was also at 30. And to me, those are two of the top. Um, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say WrestleMania 39 is up there yet. Let's see what they give us. You know, we still have a lot of big stories and, 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 and angles tomorrow. But um, I'll say this. Tonight might have been the best start to finish in-ring action. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would I would agree. And like you said, as being part of 17 and getting and you know, getting to look back on it, too. And I have watched it back a few times. It, obviously, it's a, it, it was, you, you know, a lot of people's choice for best WrestleMania overall of all time. And tonight, if they continue tomorrow, they've got a legitimate shot of maybe uh, putting that tag on this year's WrestleMania, mm. although it is two nights. Let me wax Rhapsodic and be a little bit of a prisoner of the moment. I think tonight was the culmination of WWE being able to present the traditional WWE style of wrestling and storytelling mixed with the best of the indie wrestling revolution that has happened in the last 20 years. They have finally found the perfect way to blend those together. And tonight, I mean, very few notes about how it could have been improved. Yeah, that's 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 a very good point because I've made this point in the past and Justin, you probably... Remember this because I've said it, I don't know how many times. The old school still works because the wheel from its inception has been round. But the, the challenge is incorporating the, the evolution of the business into old school meeting new school. And like you said, Glenn, it looked like tonight they're finding that, that, that blend that is mixing well. Yeah, it, 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 I, I, I agree completely. Um, I mean, look, you know, we had two guys in the main event who had PWG logos. Yeah, um, you know, one of the most one of the most prominent independent companies uh, logos on their pants. So obviously, you know, the, just the flair of the indie is there. But um, but yeah, but we had celebrities, we had yeah. pageantry, mm-hmm. we had, and this is a great touch too. We had cutaways to around the globe of people in different countries reacting 
I mean, so what can make that? I mean, that is as far away from indie as you get because, you know, indie kind of comes with a connotation of lower budget and, and underground and, and what happened and still try to, you know, fighting to break through, so to speak. <clears throat> when you're showing people in Australia and it's technically Sunday there, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and the fandom that you can't you can't feel any more global than that. It was very, very good. I know week in and week out sometimes, um, you know, TV results vary in terms mm-hmm. of the quality of storytelling. But tonight, man, they, they put on a good face yeah. for the WWE universe and perhaps more importantly, people that are going to be making bids in the coming weeks mm-hmm. to uh, shore up an acquisition deal. So right. uh quickly want to thank the Slayer 94 for the uh, 99 cent super sticker. Uh, Tox Kazim, Buck 99, saying, I cried hearing Viva La Raza. Ah, that was fantastic tonight. Uh, Marcus Harazin, 499, saying, I didn't think that win did much for theory. The crowd will probably eat him alive on Monday night, just like Cena said. Um, theory does a very good job of maintaining character and not letting crowd reaction or the lack thereof phase him. Well, Marcus, let me ask you this. <clears throat> if, when theory comes out to that LA crowd Monday night, what do you mean by eat him up? If the entire crowd is rabid and chanting you suck or F you or whatever, what more could you want as a heel? The worst thing would be if Theory comes out there and he starts touting how he beat John Cena. He beats the great and, and, and does all this thing and nobody, everybody just sits on their hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know. I, I don't know what you mean by like, they're going to eat him alive. Like, what, hopefully they do. Yeah, like what? Like what do you eat him alive? Would be if they if if fifteen thousand people in the Crypto.com arena decide to band together and all purposely go quiet or all purposely stand up and go to the concessions at the same time. That would be eat him alive. That would be the ultimate like fail the first time you're on TV after beating John Cena. But they're not. He's gonna get some of the he's he is gonna get some of the best heat right there probably with Dominic Mysterio. Like. So, so, like, what do you mean, eat him alive? That That's the problem I have is when people, we've completely gotten away and try to outsmart ourselves of what heel and heat reaction should be. Don't give me this go away heat. They don't actually like him. They want him to just, no, if, if, if you don't like him, you don't even react and talk about him. You're on your phone. Mm-hmm. They're, they're reacting because yeah. that's part of their enjoyment. Right. Yeah. Indifference is the worst thing in professional wrestling. Yes. Right. You know? You don't want people that just really don't care. So apparently my uh, camera connection is having an issue. I'm just going to pop off for a second and switch uh, internet providers here. But uh, let me set this up for you two to discuss while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. The second match was the Viking Raiders versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. And this is for the number one contendership for the tag team titles. Uh, Justin, or uh, Jimmy, to you first this time, what you thought of this match. And I'll be right back. Yeah, you know what? I enjoyed the match. You know, it's funny because going into the match, I, I I hate to put it this way, but my expectations weren't high because fatal four-way tag team matches could turn into cluster you-know-whats. But I thought they did a good job of making it break down at the right times. It wasn't like a total crazy, let's go nuts the whole time. There were times where they, they, they took their time, they told stories, and then they got. Then there was chaos, and there was a pure. Let's see how many pure eight brawl <laughs> at one point. You know, everybody's selling outside the ring. Everybody's in the ring doing a face off, and while they were doing the face off in the ring, they were getting a crowd reaction, and that's what you want. You want the crowd to react, and them react. I'm not saying it was Hogan Rock, but it yeah. was a reaction from the audience by doing a four way four way team face off. So. I enjoyed the match. It was fun. 
I didn't honest. I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect the, the profits to to win, but me neither. Man, man, uh, you know Montez Ford is a special athlete, and Angelo Dawkins has proven that uh, he belongs to. Yeah, you know the this match is in the most unpopular position on the card. You're put it as number two, you know, and and that's just not a favorable spot, you know. So, I thought you're putting the number two spot. They're given whatever time they're given, bell to bell, you know, maybe, what, maybe ten minutes it was, bell to bell actually after the entrances, and so it's like you know you got like you say you got eight people. You could do you you know you can you can do a lot more than 10 minutes with the athleticism and characters that are in this match. But I felt like they said, obviously they have to respect the time they have. And I felt that they, you know, gave the best, um, you know, they, 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 they got to it. They got to the high spots. They got to whatever. Um, I, I still had, the, I still had the kids in the room for this one. And they were, you know, they were, they were in all of watching, you know, ricochet doing some of his stuff. My wife, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, watch this, watch this core uh, showing off of core strength. When uh, Chad Gable, you know, does the schoolboy roll through and then transitions into the, the German to Braun. I mean, so I thought, again, it's in the most unpopular spot, second match on this show that's stacked, um, it, but it lived up. It, it did not disappoint. It was not a go-to-the-bathroom match. It, it, you know, it like like Glenn kind of said earlier, you could kind of make a, a case for every one of these matches having mm-hmm. some claim to, yeah, but that match was the one you needed to see. And this match, for no title on the line, just, you know, future booking, basically, um, I, I thought they I thought they delivered as, as as best they could again, given the time they were given. I mean, it didn't let up this match at all. I think that there were a lot of great spots. Street Profits are are superstars. I mean, and them getting the win, I think, makes a lot of sense. Them versus uh, Ko and Sammy is going to be phenomenal. Um, going forward, uh, and you know who knows? I mean, perhaps they could they could win those titles. I don't want to get too far ahead with where things are, but you know, I thought Chad Gable got to get his stuff in. The Viking Raiders still, the Viking Raiders are a tough act to run in the broad light of day. Uh, as someone described, uh, Henry Rollins once described playing a daytime festival in Germany and Marilyn Manson had to play during the day and it looks like a bunch of goths having a cookout, <laughs> having a barbecue. Um, so the Viking Raiders are, are benefited by presentation, but I thought their, their in-ring performance was, was great um, tonight. Every team looked good. Braun and Ricochet, I'm curious to see what their future are. I don't feel like WWE has a lot of creative for them outside of this pairing and i think they're they're starting to gel together i'm actually kind of surprised they didn't win this but i think they're still huge i think they're still very high on the street profits yeah. they, they i mean you know jimmy and i were both as we said both surprised the street profits won this um in terms of who i thought was going to win this this i actually was kind of at a three-way toss-up i thought probably everybody anybody but the profits i just felt like i don't see them necessarily being the ones that need it um and especially again the profits being baby faces and my prediction and thought was that the baby faces tonight would win the tag team title. So it's like, all right, yeah. well, you know, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm fine that the profits won. I, I wonder though, is it, are they going truly to go chase now the tag team titles again? Or uh, is, or are we, are we looking to split them at all? Or, or are we all just counting down for a split for no reason? Or are they just, are they going to yeah. be like the new day? Are they going to be like an eternal best friends, even if they're on separate brands? I don't know. Right. I respect and admire that WWE in both NXT today and the show tonight did some things that were not obvious. There were some obvious wins. Um, but yeah, I think they're they're trying to find ways to to change this up, make it interesting. And I think that we could find that maybe the Street Profits lose in their quest and then split up and have their singles runs. Maybe KO and Sammy 
do a turn. Although after that audience reaction tonight, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Right. Um, but way, yeah, I like that it's unpredictable. I do too. And by the way, your camera looks much better. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see a couple more super chats. The Slayer yeah. 94, $5 saying love stand and deliver. Never lost faith in mellow. He don't miss night. One was lit as F was glued to the screen for Ray and Dom and the Usos and KO and Sammy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, man, those matches, Ray and Dom could have made evented tonight. Charlotte and Rhea could have made evented tonight. Like the crowd reactions to those. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's going to be tough to top. You know, I, yeah. I almost don't want to jinx it um, right. too much. But uh, John Jordan, $5, saying, uh, <laughs> John Jordan, $5. Wow, some AEW shade saying, uh, next person to tap Tony Francis, Buxton Khan as Booker of the Year gets noozled with a noodle. The payoffs and emotions today, NXT and night one outstanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, competition's good, right? That's when wrestling's at its best. Yeah. Yeah, we like you said, you don't want anybody to not succeed in this business. We want them all to succeed. It just doesn't have to be a competition. Hmm. Just do your best and entertain your audience. But were the were the this is awesome chance today justified? That's what I want to know. For the most part, you know, but at the same time, a fight forever. It's it's yeah, sometimes it feels a little. Yeah. If everything is awesome, nothing is awesome. Right. Uh, the Slayer 94, $5 saying Snoop and Ray wanted to show that Cali love with the low rider entrance bumping the ain't nothing but a G thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. That Ray entrance, uh, layer upon yeah. layers. I uh, just kept building. Um, Tyron Dawkins, $5 saying, I thought Chad Gable peaked at ready, willing and Gable. He is great. Long way from, sh we're just going to pretend shorty G never happened. <laughs> that, that was a valley. In the career right. of, Chad I, 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 I have a my, my prediction, and we'll see what happens on Monday. We'll see what happens on Friday for SmackDown. Mm -hmm. I think Chad Gable in 2023. <laughs> I think we could be looking at Chad Gable. I'm not gonna say world champion, but I think Chad Gable is gonna take a serious run at a hmm. out of the U.S. Intercontinental so. title. I hope so because uh, he, I, I've compared him in the past and and continue to do someone like a Kurt Angle. He just mm -hmm. has that that feel to him. He he he's he's he he is he is if Kurt Angle in the late Owen Hart had a love child. It's Chad Gable. Ah, nice. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, let's see. Somebody, somebody asked something. Yeah, there it oh, is. Oh, Mark Bays, five dollars, saying, "Jimmy, I know that spot with Chad Gable and Braun made you proud." Please specify. Wasn't that? Didn't he? Uh, didn't he? Uh, um, hit Braun with uh, the fireman, fireman's carry, and slammed him at one point. Okay. Yeah. Well, he did the he did the schoolboy roll the one that That's I was mentioning the roll through and then the German. He did that. Right. Yeah, that was right. The um, no, the, yeah, definitely. Chad Gable impresses me. That you know, it it wasn't just with what he did with Broad. He made Chad Gable is like I said the underrated superstar of the year. Let's put it that way. Wow. Um. No, I mean he's great. I mean back since American Alpha, like that kid's got it. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I just think they don't always know how to present him. Uh, as a as a single singles act, right? Um, and then Shabowski, Canadian five fifty, saying, "Great show. The mics were too sensitive tonight. You could hear way too many wrestlers talking to each other and the refs. I hope it's sorted out tomorrow." I, I mean, I called a few. I mean, and yeah. really, if you actually pay attention and have your volume up, you can. I mean, I think it's a show like Mania. Again, you're in a stadium. I think they. I think they just have. Again, you need to have things mic'd to pick up the most important thing, which is the crowd reaction. 
So, you know, you're going to get some, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess if it takes you out of it, it takes you out of it. I don't know. But, but I mean, if you, you know, yeah, it's a different atmosphere because like with the crowd, you're in a stadium, the crowd tends to, uh, the sound tends to rise from the crowd as opposed to, you know, you can, you, you don't hear them on television as much. So the, the mics may pick up a little bit more than normal in an outdoor stadium or, in, or a dome stadium, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, it was good tonight. And I think, have you noticed that? I think what they're doing with the mics is I think they're trying more and more to get that in ring trash talk between them. But then the side effect of that is that sometimes you hear them calling spots. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. That's, that's definitely yeah. fair. Uh, the Slayer 94, $2 saying love Charlotte versus Rhea. Good, but predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but th- they got there, I think, in a way that that I wasn't quite anticipating. But let's talk about Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Yes, Logan Paul, the man you just love to hate, hate to love, hate to admit that he is so damn good at this. Like, remarkably, shockably better than probably ninety percent of the wrestlers working today. Good at this, doing the uh, zipline entrance into the ring. Seth Rollins having a conductor coming out there, conducting the crowd to uh, sing along to his theme. Justin, what did you think of this match? And uh, yeah, we had a cameo from Logan Paul's business partner today from KSI, <laughs> who was there in the Prime Hydration mascot costume and ended up eating uh, that table spot. Uh, well, I've now Googled and become a KSI expert in biography. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, somebody had to be in the, ma- in, in the suit, so I'm glad we got some payoff there. Uh, no, look, uh, my takeaways here, um, th- this was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, I like the video package and story going into this. It kind of, kind of, you know, it was very appropriate that Andy Kaufman goes into the Hall of Fame the night before and, and it just, you know, Logan Paul representing that, that, that Hollywood, even though he's not necessarily Hollywood, uh, you know, winning Oscars, but he's still, you know, today, and by today's standards, Hollywood in terms of, you know, all of his YouTube accolades and everything else. Um, I thought, you know, and he's, he's coming in, he's kind of being ant, you know, he's, he's kind of got that Kaufman kind of feel to it. So I thought it was a really kind of fun, appropriate, uh, situation. Both men, obviously athletic as all hell. Uh, Logan Paul throws a great working punch you know, they really sell him on this, on this titanium and the hand, but he throws a really good work. It looks good and uh, without legitimately killing Seth, uh, good working punch. Uh, I was surprised that Logan kicked out of the pedigree. You know, Seth has won many a matches using the pedigree that he's adopted from back from his days of being the corporate champ for Triple H. Um, uh, but, but, yeah, overall, this was just, I think it was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, I haven't looked at Logan Paul's social. I'm sure the the clips taken with the phone and the spot to the outside, I'm sure, is getting a lot of play. And, and just once again, we're talking about, you know, bringing, trying to bring outside eyes in. And, you know, they, they touted Logan. Logan Paul's got over a billion views on his YouTube. He's got, you know, several, he's got like 20 something million on Instagram followers. And, you know, again, if you have people lined up in the, in the suite, that or you're trying to uh, wine and dine, razzle dazzle of you know why this might be a property worth investing billions in, mm. and the return you're going to get. You know, Logan Paul is an important part of this presentation. Of here's the oh, power yeah. we have. Here's mm-hmm. the power of who we can get to come, and, and not only come from from that world, and 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 be part of our product, but doesn't embarrass us. That yeah. puts that, that that looks like he belongs. Mm-hmm. Quite. Quite frankly, looks like he belonged more than some people I see that are wrestlers that on TV that have been full time doing this for several years. So uh, Logan Paul's got the entertainment down. 
Jimmy, what do you think, especially as far as how he compares to other quote unquote celebrities who have participated in WWE matches? As far as what he does in ring, he far surpasses any other celebrities that have taken part in this. Yeah, I mean, like he totally gets it. He understands. He, for for one, he's a phenomenal athlete and can do pretty much anything in the ring. And I could understand him getting heat with the audience, but I could understand him getting heat with mm-hmm. other talent because he is better than than he deserves to be. And it just feels like it comes so easy to him. I don't know how much he's trained for this, but at the same time, he is just better than he than we deserve to see, for lack of a better term. I, I don't know if that came out right the way I said it, but. He, he's just phenomenal and he gets it. He understands timing. And I know a lot of that had to do with being in the ring with someone like a Seth who could slow him down and tell him to, Hey, take your time, sell, make sure you do this. Like the, the spot where uh, Seth worked on his hand, injured mm. his hand that he uses for that knockout punch. And then when he threw that punch, he took his time selling it. It was part of the story. He didn't go to the pin right away. So Seth, Seth kicks out. He did kick out of the finish, but after a little bit of selling and taking some time before he can go over and cover for the pin, you know, he he's he's better than <laughs> he's better than a lot of guys, and and like I said, gets it. And one more note on the timing. To, 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 I agree. I completely agree, Jimmy. One more note on the timing with Paul. And this might seem so like what but I think it matters. So like the, the big turning point, the big like turning point spot is they is having Seth on the announce table, the KSI is, you know, taking a selfie or whatever, and Logan's getting ready to, mm-hmm. to, to jump. Mm-hmm. Well the time well the timing well, again, the spot of uh, Seth then getting up and getting KSI in place and then Logan jumps, the timing's important because Logan can't wait too long. Because then it's like, well, why the hell did you jump if you if you had a full yeah. two seconds to see that wasn't your person you're aiming for? But if he, you know, spits his drink in the air like he did doing his best Triple H impression and jumps too early, he might risk jumping being midair. And mm-hmm. Seth's trying to make the transition, and either he bombs out and misses, or he seriously hurts one of the two because they're in right. a compromising position, changing. Right. Go back and watch it. Like he timed it perfectly to where mm-hmm. it was flawless, to where he hit KSI clean, uh, but he also still it still made sense that he jumped because like the, you know, it, it, like, it didn't look that, too early. Exactly. I mean, that's, a, that, that's something we all probably just take for granted and you just, mm-hmm. whatever. But if you really think of the, put yourself in the position of doing it and think mm-hmm. about the intricacies, that is, that could go wrong very easily. I mean, I just want to say, imagine if Drew Carey had <laughs> had his own wrestling ring and put this much time, effort and energy to prepping for a match. <laughs> yeah just imagine huh um, i mean you know like i mean look i look i i think back to uh you know obviously there's been a lot of celebrities dating back to, to mania one obviously yeah mr t I, I think back to you know prior to this current era and this current era i mean it's like the last like let's say 10 years prior yeah. to that i always thought lawrence taylor did probably the best hmm. lawrence taylor went out in the last match of a main event of wrestlemania 11 and he worked i mean the match with, with bam bam was like 20 minutes i mean he worked a match mm-hmm. he yeah. sold he, you know so i always thought for somebody coming from a non-wrestling world lawrence taylor did the best complete performance mm. uh but i mean i think now you go in this current era they've got a lot you know bad mm-hmm. money worked a hell of a match pat mackie's mm-hmm. come in and been a hell of an athlete but yeah logan paul you argue is might be the best of all of them mm-hmm. That spot, and I know it got overshadowed by everything that happened when he did the box jump to the top rope and the backflip. Oh. I mean, you know what? I'm going to say that 99% of the roster can't do that move. 
uh, again, just proving what kind of an athlete he is. He's a complete athlete in the ring, and it, it comes off that way. And it just what's scary is it all seems to come so naturally to him. I know it's it's really nuts. And this was a great match. I think it's good that Seth won. Um, Seth knew that when supposedly Logan might be at the end of his current deal, but who knows? I think uh, this is good for his brand too. I think this only further legitimizes him in the world of mainstream entertainment. Again, and, and the main thing is he had heel heat with the crowd and him and Seth had that crowd on their feet, you know, buying into everything they were doing. And that finish went over huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. I mean, this match uh, was phenomenal. This is where it was just like, man, this show, like when, when is this going to let up? And we mm -hmm. went, uh, and by the way, Logan, uh, Paul hit the GTS. Uh, today, which which they called the GTS. So, if he would have beat him with it, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, damage control versus Lita, Trish Stratus, and Bailey. Trish, Lita, or no, pardon me, and Becky. Uh, damage control versus Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch. Becky, Trish, and Lita got an amazingly well produced entrance for this match um, tonight. This match was special for many reasons, which I just want to touch upon before we critique it. I mean. If you talk about the three generations of women's wrestling talent in the ring tonight, all the different countries, I think it was five countries represented tonight in this match. Um, it was really remarkable mm -hmm. to see this come together uh, and the crowd reaction. Jimmy, what did you, what did you think of this? And especially seeing Trish and Lita back in the ring. I, I thought they performed so well, considering the fact that, you get your reps and yes, you can go to a gym and in the ring and you can work out and get, try to get your timing back that way. But the best way to do it is to actually have matches on the road. Hmm. So I thought their performance tonight, the ladies performed very well. Again, telling stories in the ring, letting the match tell a story and getting people invested in what they were doing. You know, hats off to, to Trish, not only because she's Canadian and a fellow Torontonian, um, and a fellow uh, uh, Greek descent, Greek DNA as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, for someone who hasn't done this for, for, I don't know how many years now she hasn't been in the ring doing on a regular basis. She performed very well. Lita's been doing a great job. Uh, obviously, the other, the other women have been at least performing for a little bit. And, but the story, I was invested. And it was entertaining. And that was the thing. And again, here's another match where the crowd started off not maybe as hot as they should be. The entrances, obviously, they were hot for. When the match started, they were a little quiet, but they got the crowd in and they got them invested. And again, they were into this match and into the finish. Jimmy, I know you're both Toronto and I know you're both Greek, but I've never looked at you the way I looked at uh, Trish Stratus. Just want to go on record and say such. No, no I don't take offense. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something about Lita seeing her in the ring. I just remembered tuning into uh, Monday Night Raw once in the late 90s and seeing her and just immediately being like, who is this woman? She is incredible. Her look, the way that she comes across on screen, the way that she carries herself in the ring. And um, I still see that in her and love watching her wrestle. But Justin, what did you think of this match tonight? Yeah, look, I, I, and, I, and I'll, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought the match was good. I thought actually it, it, it exceed the overall entertainment of it. It actually mm -hmm. exceeded my expectations. Um, and that's also taking taking into account what it's going up against. This entire card was stacked, and mm -hmm. so like you know, I, 
this match, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to see a case of it being match of the night. I, this is one of the ones I, I wouldn't have an argument for, but that's, but that's, that's not a knock because the praise for this show for, for tonight's at least was, is so high. Um, I overall, I thought, it, it, you know, the crowd did get into it as time went on, as Jimmy said, um, I was very, I was very happy. I had a moment watching, watching on TV, watching Lita and and Trish get the get the boldly produced entrance that they got, and they're walking down the ramp. You know, they when they were in their prime and their peak, Mania was obviously the biggest show of the year, but it had not yet gotten to what Mania has become in the last like ten to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. You know, Mania now it, it's it's stadium or nothing. You know, Trish had a, a really big mania match against mickey james and that was in the garden and obviously the gardens garden or staples center well either way both big both very prominent arenas but still arenas like mm-hmm. now we are we are seventy thousand, eighty thousand, whatever so and it's so much more bo- again boldly produced everything so i was I, I had a moment of watching them come down the aisle and i was like really happy that that they are in this uh in this big featured match and getting this treatment i just felt like and and, and again, it's not like it's not like we're it's not like we're doing it as a favor and they don't belong. They still look tremendous. They still um, still went out there and, and, and performed and, and for being, again, not to make age a thing, but they're in, both in their 40s. They're both mothers, you know, like, but they went out there and they did it. And, they, and by the way, they don't do this regularly anymore. It's not like they're working, you know, four matches a night or four matches a week. So overall, I thought this was really good. Uh, you know, I thought damage control looked pretty good. Um, I'm not, I, I, I didn't think damage control was going to win. So my prediction there was correct. But I have to say, after watching how this all unfolded, I don't know what more damage control can do. I think this has oh. to be the end of damage control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Man. I don't. I, I think you have to. Whether you have an implosion split on TV uh, in this upcoming week, whether you have them disappear from TV and let the mind forget about them out of sight, out of mind, and, and re. I don't know, but I, I don't think. I don't think you can put damage control out there in the next week or two to challenge any. I don't think you can put them out there to challenge anybody and it, and, and it feel credible at all. I feel like we've kind of just reached our uh, sell-by date with them. Well, I think tomorrow we're going to have new number one tag team contenders with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Uh, but damage control is not... Okay, if so, yeah. do you buy damage control trying to challenge them? I could see... Actually, I could see a match... I think you need to do that match with Ronda and Shayna versus damage control. I think that would be a great main event on Raw... Uh, SmackDown, or hell, maybe even the next pay per view, maybe do that. Uh, no, because I, I guess, I guess technically Ronda and Shannon will be the number one contenders after winning that match tomorrow. But I think you need to do that match because one, I think it's a great match that will draw eyeballs. But I think that losing that match could be a good jumping off point for Damage Control to implode. Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, use them while you got them. You know, I guess. Uh, Apparently, Issa just got a question in on the WWE mm-hmm. WrestleMania press conference, so I'll have to go and watch that later. Yeah. Nice. Um, no, this was a really good match in the sense that, Justin, to your point, they played to each woman's strength in this match mm-hmm. and what they were able to do and their their capabilities, and I think they all looked good for the most part. I think EO got some great spots in this uh, today, and with Becky and Trish and Lita winning. I mean, I think the crowd was very happy. So, and, and I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that the the tidbit that you mentioned. The of, of, I didn't even think about the nationalities of yeah. having five. Different, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. This was just a cool match. Um, 
Scott Langford, Canadian, $5.50. That's like $4 American, saying uh, this was the one match I guessed wrong. I thought Damage Control should have won because where do they go from here? Well, exactly. I think uh, we might be in their in their final days, but who knows? Exactly. That's what I was thinking, too, that this this could be the jumping off point for them to go go their own separate ways. They, maybe they can't coexist. <laughs> uh, Anira saying there were so many faces winning, worried the heels get their due night two and Reigns retains. Cody was also interrupted before saying finish the story on SmackDown. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't see that happening for night two uh, it, it, because, uh, as I said yesterday to you, uh, Glenn, uh, mm-hmm. that if Cody, if this isn't the anointment of Cody as the, the next one, then they miss a huge opportunity here with him. And yes, you, you can make an argument, well, they can get that momentum back. I don't know how it would be very difficult. And it, like, as Justin is shaking his head, not only will it be difficult, it'll, it, it'll be near impossible to get the, the um, reaction and the, the investment that the fans have gotten in him right now. Because going into this, you know, people were making a case for Sammy, but at the same time, you know, they move Sammy in a different direction and they gravitated towards Cody. This is his time. Hmm. And uh, let's see. Corral, Cornell Bryant, 499, saying Ricochet needs a singles push or else I'm thinking they're going to shout Benjamin 2.0 him. Um, <laughs> or Wardlow him, as I like to call it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, and the Slayer 94 saying uh, the wife is saying that Seth's starting to worry her with his uh, clothing. I thought Seth looked great tonight. I mean, he was, he's so over the top, but he has to be, you have to keep topping yourself. If your thing is outrageous fashion, you don't tone that down. You amp that up, you know, well, he definitely did that tonight. His fashion was a choice. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of which I have a pink tracksuit that showed up the other day because after the pink hoodie, now I have to keep upping it. And so now it's going to be a pink, <laughs> pink jogging suit. Oh, you better document. I got to see you. In yeah. Pink tracksuit i got a hat with it that's like this pink purple tie-dye like bucket hat and my wife i had to hide it because she wants to burn it she hates it so much boy you know glenn you and i haven't done a podcast in over a year together you're you're no longer in cali you're in vegas now right i'm in vegas that's right living that so life. you can wear a pink tracksuit you're fine you're yeah. right oh yeah you, you're you cool. can do whatever you want here no rules <laughs> you're just a flamingo. Um, you're flamingo at that point oh absolutely <laughs> um so we went from that match man and this show just sort of flew tonight i think that's part of the reason why a lot of people were just kind of like oh this mcafee miss thing i get it but i mean this this was feeling like the tightest night of wrestlemania ever we were going to be at the three and a half hour mark um mm-hmm. before they added that impromptu right. match well and i know we'll get to it but there there also is a there also is a an art to pace in a show like this and yeah you, you almost ha- you, you, you got to put a little goo goo gaga filler in after what we get with the women's match, which I know we'll get to here in a little bit. And, 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 and like, the, the, like it's a good problem to have when emotions are so high that you need to like let people like c- catch the breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so we went from that women's six woman tag match to Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio had a police escort fresh out the pen right. um, in cuffs. It's amazing how much they're leaning into this. Uh, mm-hmm. The Mysterio on the fingers, tattoos, uh, close up tonight. The other cell uh, people in the, in the jail cells rubbing, running the coffee cup along the bars. Mm-hmm. Um, this entrance was 
a work of art and a thing of beauty. Um, and then Ray's entrance with Snoop Dogg coming out to nothing but a G thing, um, having uh, Eddie's music play, having 619. I mean, this this was just, this felt like a main event match. It, mm-hmm. This could have been the main event tonight. Absolutely. Not just from the entrances, but just from the story itself. This story has been phenomenal. And as we've said, uh, and, and hate to sound like a broken record, Dom has gravity just grown into this and has made this work now as far as the finish goes they kind of caught me a little off guard because i thought this was going to go in a different direction but at the same time it makes sense well it's going to puerto rico where i think it's going to be bad bunny and ray mysterio against dominic and uh damian priest well and let's not forget about the lwo who could be involved yeah that's right you know this you know what this this match had so much pressure on it you know, from the moment that Dominic became a heel at Clash of the Castle, uh, what eight months ago? You know, I mean, I, I know, I know, because I do podcasts every week now with Jimmy. You know, we'd said then, like, okay, this is this is all the long term play to, to to build to a main match with Dom and Ray. But this goes back beyond before that. Yeah, you know, Ray had you know Dom trained with Booker T. He, you know, he did he did a lot. You know, whatever. You know, he's, he's Ray's his father. You're gonna get the best training possible. When when Dom and Ray started, and it was during the, the the pandemic empty arena time, so not the most favorable time to think about. But when they when they really started as a tag team, you know, Ray, I think from the best of my understanding, I think you know, Ray could have retired. I think I think he was that was that was a possibility. And certainly, he's done all that there is to do, and and I'm sure financially is set. But he didn't, and I and I think a big part of it was he wanted to get Dom in the door, and then it was like, all right, well, if I'm gonna get him in the door. You know, the you know, okay, it'd be one thing to tag with him, but man, I'm, I could really make my kid here if i could work with him at mania yeah like, that was always the long-term goal and then it became like okay we're committing to it you know eight months ago when when they when they say well, we're gonna do we're gonna do heel dom we're gonna put we're gonna put him with with judgment day so there's so much pressure that the, you know and you get to you get to as, as you mentioned you get to pull in and play eddie eddie's music has not been played in a mania since eddie was mm-hmm. alive and with us you know mm-hmm. like you get to play eddie's music we're getting snoop dogg to drive you out we're like there was just there was just so much investment to where if they went out there and if this thing flopped if 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 if, if you know it's a huge problem mm-hmm. but man these they came out and and this the layers of it from 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 the, from you know working the 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 drink and Aaliyah in and working um you know uh, uh Angie in and I, you know, then the, the Judgment Day is coming out, then LWO. It, like that, so much was accomplished out of this, and in in the match was, I mean, God, the spot of of Ray getting chucked into the bottom buckle. I mean, this hit it. This did it. Ray won. That's the right call. You know, Dad gets the Dad get you know the the belt whipping. He whooped like, his behind in the ring. Every, every everything hit the mark. Um but Dom is still better off. Dom yeah. has still like Dom is still his stock is still going up. Mm-hmm. This was um, all the layers to this just was was fantastic. Right. Yeah, Jimmy, what do you think of this? No, I enjoyed it very much, and and even though the finish caught me off guard because I thought maybe Ray would make a case, you know, wanting to put Dom over, for because Ray is very unselfish in that regard and wanting to help, but he also knows that you could elevate someone without putting them over, which we talk about getting over without going over. And in this case, I think the the story here um, superseded Dom going over with the 
show respect. You can't disrespect your parents and your family. That was the bottom line. You know what I mean? That's how it felt to me anyways. And then thinking back on it after the finish, I went, you know what? That does make sense. It kind of sends a message. Hey, be kind to your (laughs) mom and dad. (laughs) I think that's what they were going for. Maybe this was Vince working out some issues, you know, with his own children. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Michael Michael, Michael Cole was on commentary talking about Antonio Antonio Noki. Uh, submission holds. I don't think Vince was on the headset tonight. No, probably not. No, I said we would know Vince was secretly involved in creative if uh, Ray pulled down Dominic's pants and gave him a bare-ass spanking. Mm. That would have been the Vince move. Instead, we just got the belt spot. Mm. You know? Uh, Going over and getting one of Angie's uh, slippers. and (laughs) Anyways. No, but look, I think uh, this was phenomenal tonight. I love this match. I think the only Mm -hmm. thing this feud is missing is Vicky, and I think contractually when she can join in this that would be a way to even take it up to a to another level i I think this Mm -hmm. still has gas in it and i think dominic um should continue to amp it up from here because he he is legitimately one of the best heels working in wrestling right now but it's really weird because he's not a miz baby he's not out there doing the miz or mjf thing it's it's unique um and it's it's funny because it isn't fully credit the the jail thing and whatnot it's 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 legitimately funny but he's doing it in a way that people are encouraging him to go further with it rather than mocking Mm -hmm. it which is very rare normally Mm -hmm. people are very quick to uh make fun of you well and normally when you are a second or third generation talent your your hill to climb is even steeper Mm -hmm. you know uh just take a look at take a look at cody rhodes 15 years ago take a look at ted dibiase jr Take a look at uh, Curtis Axel. Take a look at. Uh, let me go through. You know, uh, you know when you try to play off the name and gimmick of your family prior, the hill is steeper. Yeah. Um, this has been a rare case where he's using you know the family name of Mysterio. It, it, this is a rare case where it, it's 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 helping him. It's it, it's hel- people boo him easier because they know that's not a. That's not an indie person who's being employed to act as his mother or act as his sister. They know that's his real sister and that's his real mother. You Wait, know, those he, weren't it, really Bobby Lashley's sisters? No, right. <laughs> you know, so that so it's it, it is a rare case where it helps. You know, because most of the time when you look at second, third generation stars, when they have nothing to do with the na- family name, that usually works better for them. Look at Bray Wyatt. Nobody's asking him to be you know the IRS tax man of of this. You know, like it. it, it so to the fact that he is, you know, they are owning that he is a Mysterio, this it's, it's played in and helped him greatly, which is a rare situation. Right. Yeah. I'm excited to see where this is uh, going to go with this Absolutely. view from here. Um, so Corey pride, $2 super chat saying both Mysterio's entrances were fire tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. agree. She'd black mm-hmm. saying Seth is just imitating Prince with his clothing. I think, uh, well, I mean, Seth hasn't worn assless pants yet. Has he? So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're not at that. We're not like at the Prince get off stage of Seth's wardrobe. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Just, just wait until they go. Just wait until they go to Money in the Bank in uh, London in, uh, in July. Ooh. Seth will be doing his best uh, Freddie Mercury. Absolutely. <sighs> I can't wait. Uh, the Slayer $5 with the chat saying from the previous chat, I didn't care about Seth's gear, but on a present note, even though we lost, Dominic looked like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. It, you know, he just here's a guy who gets it and he's a young talent who uh, obviously is listening to the right people. Yeah. And you know, the segues into to Ray and Charlotte and we talked about this last night, Jimmy, a little bit. I think it might've been a mistake to have him have those face off with Charlotte flair 
because that first one was so good. I don't feel that the storytelling on Rhea and Charlotte ever really found its own groove beyond that initial super condescending chat that Dominic had with her. Let me ask you, as we segue into this match, let me ask you two this question. Based upon Dom's heat, Finn's Finn and Damien are out there. They're getting heat too, and Finn's got his match tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but then, as we're getting ready to talk about Rhea here in a second, and what she did, and what the reaction was to her, are they running a risk of keeping Rhea still with the Judgment Day and with those other three? Like, or or is the or is the or was the crowd so we can't take a fifteenth? We we can't we can't take another win from Charlotte. We just don't want Charlotte. Like mm. was it just was it was, was as we get into this next match, was the crowd more behind Rhea or were they more behind anti Charlotte? Interesting. Interesting question. Uh, uh, I, that's a tough one. I guess we're going to see because um, I almost feel like there is a chance they may tease it going towards maybe tying her father as oh. far as how many oh, yeah. world championships they go or. But uh, there, there was another point that Justin and I were talking about. I'll let Justin bring it up. But uh, maybe they aren't going that way. Hmm. I, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, Glenn, anything else you want to do about the match? We'll set it up and then we'll talk about the reaction. Yeah, um, let me just hit a couple of these super chats quickly and then I want to get into it. Because I, I do think this match is very interesting and what the expectation was versus the payoff. And uh, I want to discuss it all. But Jim Viviano, 499, saying, what's worse, Justin's outfit or Ray not doing the job for Dom? No, it's our, it's our year. It's coming. It's coming for the Washington uh, Commanders football. It's coming. Um, Shabowski, 22 Canadian, saying, I agree with Ray winning tonight because of the story, but I have to think this continues on until it's a retirement match or a mask for his mask with a Mysterio name, and then Ray loses and Dom takes the mantle. I like that. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, I kind of like that, too. It didn't have to happen at Mania. Oh, and uh, Mark Bays, you called this last night, Jimmy, exactly. Mm-hmm. Saying that we have to take, uh, we have to credit Mysterios for their kayfabe. Ray just went into Hall of Fame, and Dominic's still in full character. Dominic did exactly what you said, Jimmy. He just got up mm. and walked out. No yeah, attack. I, tr- trust me, it's not like I knew anything or anything like that. That I just thought that if they're going to do, further the angle, don't make it physical at the Hall of Fame. Yes. Make it as subtle as poss- possible. Something that won't overshadow the inductions. And having them just get up and walk out was more than enough. Well, and aside from overshadow, you 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 potentially forever taint the value you try to put on the Hall of Fame of being this black tie event, and every, you know it's all, it already gets so much critique for not having an actual criteria, not having a physical location, you know it already you know and people oh how is that person whatever so you it already has a, an uphill battle to fight of like its legitimacy, mm-hmm. right? And so if yeah if they would have ended the Hall of Fame with Dom attacking Ray at the podium. While all these other wrestlers are out there with their spouses in black, t- like, like, come on, the, ma- the you know, they don't need to. So yeah, you're right. You, yeah. you, you don't, you don't want to go the complete other direction and have Dom sitting there next to his mother and sister, clapping, and then expecting people to like. So no, you can't do that. It was a great touch to have him, Rhea as his date, and they're kind of they lean into that whole mommy poppy thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. just get up and walk, and that's all it has to be. It's and no, uh, no fireworks, nothing really of note during the Andy Kaufman induction last night. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's a whole other, we could do another. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. We were uh, talking about that last night and I was saying, uh, you, you mentioned, Glenn mentioned Tony Clifton. I Tony said, Clifton. Been, 
I said it would have been cool if uh, Jim Carrey came out as Tony Clifton. Yeah, something. Well, or even I thought I, I said this a few weeks ago. I thought uh, I mean I mean great I guess to see his family, yay. Right. But I thought like have Bob's Muda come accept him. Yeah. Bob's Muda's like his was like his right hand man of creativity. Mm-hmm. And Clifton. Yeah, I know. It was shocking. But uh, Bigfoot Sneakerhead Buck 99 saying, I see Dominic as world champion one day. Uh, Hey, you know, people wrote off The Miz. People have written off a lot of uh, younger heels, but Mm -hmm. it could very well happen. It could be a good way to get further heat. Um, It's it's all in the story and how you get there. It's all in the story. That's it. It's all in the story. Dom's next accomplishment. And he might still have some more follow-up with his dad, especially them going to Puerto Rico and and playing into the, the... playing to that but the next big accomplishment is going to be all right once ray is disappeared and ray whatever can dom maintain heat with somebody with a baby face has nothing to do with the family person yeah, stuff. Can, that's it, the key. Can, can it translate then well he certainly did with charlotte in their promo um yeah. that was phenomenal king kia though with an interesting point saying that john dom dominic's jail intro would have worked if Dom had been arrested at the Hall of Fame or escorted out or something like that, I don't too know. Camp, too no. campy. Yeah. Too, well, for for WWE, Justin, you think there's like lines they won't? Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a line. Too campy. Um. So Steve Marcuccioli, four ninety nine, says that Charlotte versus Rhea had the main had a main event match, but not a main event story leading up to it. And Sammy versus KO and the Usos had both the main event story and match. I mean, I think that's that's obviously why they went last. But mm-hmm. so I want to talk about this because um, yeah, it does seem like Charlotte and Rhea. They have the backstory with what happened with Ray losing at NXT Championship. People have wanted to see that rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominic cutting that condescending promo on Charlotte was phenomenal. Rhea and Charlotte, um, if, if as the Slayer asks, who was the face in this? Because Rhea being in Judgment Day kind of precluded that. So I, I think I, I want to couch this by saying I think the match tonight was amazing. And it was in the most. This was the most difficult spot on the card tonight, because mm-hmm. the audience didn't know about the Miz Pat McAfee thing. They thought this was going between Ray and Dominic, and then mm-hmm. there was this match, and then they thought we were going to get the main event. So this was very a very tough spot tonight, and I have to say this match is was just phenomenal. One of the hardest hitting uh, women's matches we've ever seen in WWE. There were scary spots that were intentional. Like they they were they were the scariest version of the the planned spots that happened, um, mm. but yeah, I think the lack of knowing who's the heel, who's the face, was this pro Rhea, anti Charlotte. I think that Rhea's got a lot of goodwill still. You know, they have not always done right by her. Um, it was a mistake, and granted, I know the pandemic, but it, it was in play before that when she went into that mania as NXT champion against Charlotte, and she was the badass anti hero of NXT. But then they made her this oh wow baby face. I feel like her character pre Judgment Day didn't really have a set track. She's in her groove, but people still have a lot of goodwill to her. People don't react to her like she's a villain. I mean, I think it's again one of those love to hate sort of things, similar to Dominic. Like, and probably with all of Judgment Day, like they're heels, but we're kind of on their side. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the vampire thing. It's like vampires kill people and feast on their blood, but people still think vampires are cool. You know, um, like they get that crowd reaction where they're into it. But Jimmy, what did you think of this match uh, with Charlotte and Rhea tonight? I thought it was great. It, another match that started off as a, a bit of a fight and then a wrestling match. And then it grew and it 
and it built and it built. And you can tell because the audience was just getting more and more and more and more invested as the match progressed. And I thought these women did a phenomenal job, not only with telling a story, but also with you could tell when you got your audience because everybody thinks they're so smart now. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That they could see the finish coming. Mm. They were biting on so many of those false finishes. Yeah. Where you get, they were like, oh, you know, you you knew they thought that that was it. These ladies did a phenomenal job. And, you, you know, you got to, you can make an argument that uh, this may have been one of the best title matches on a WrestleMania in a very long time. And uh, from a personal standpoint, as a former uh, person in striped shirts, hats off to Jessica Carr, who did a yes. wonderful job. You know, the first you know, this was the first match. And I know people are saying, oh, come on. But uh, a first, the first time a match where all three of the participants in the ring, including the official, was a woman. And the announcer. Yeah. And, and the announcer, yes, as well. So awesome. Uh, everyone did an awesome job here. This is one, you know, if there's one match you, you want to tell people to go back and see, this is one of them. Yeah, Justin? Yeah, and I think it's important, uh, all four. Both participants, referee yes. and announcer. Yes. Samantha Irvin as a ring announcer. She is she is rising. She's quickly rising. Uh, and I just real quick, I want to give her her flowers. I, I saw her recently in a SmackDown that I was at. I sat just behind her. Not only does she have the, you can hear it, the 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 the, the, the gravitas as Glenn said earlier. It's a perfect word for this. If you actually watch her, the body language, the energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, she. I mean, it is. It is big time fight feel with her. So it was a really cool moment that we have, uh, you know, all the main players of this presentation being uh, female. That awesome. Uh, hats off to all four of them. I- I'm gonna say this. I tweeted it earlier, and I'm sticking with it. It's it's getting it's collected its its likes and retweets. It's also collecting its people of hate to me. This match was one of the best world title matches in the 39 years of WrestleMania. Wow. Not one of the best women's world title matches Mm. one of the best world title matches meaning i am willing to put this up there to defend it against many of the men's i'm not saying it's the best Mm -hmm. but it automatically however you however you you know top five top ten whatever it is this gets thrown in there as a nominee to was it as good as austin rocket mania 17 was it as good you know like sean and brett at 12 like whatever this gets to be in the conversation, period. Yeah, it's not going to beat every other match. Maybe the backstory is not as long, or whatever, whatever. Maybe the finish was too predict, whatever. 
but it gets to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, and I, and I would be, look, I, I was, and I, and going into this, I kept saying, I, I could see that night one, if they have Rhea versus Charlotte main event, night one, because they, they like to try to balance it out, have, have uh, mm-hmm. the men's world. Yes, they should. But, all right, but I, but I, I was advocating, and I still, I, I defended, I advocate. I said, mm, the tag match probably should main event night one. That story has become so rich. Yeah. Put, put Rhea and Charlotte first on night one. Well, they didn't go on first. They went on, you know, semi main, and they mm. still killed it. And 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 great to them. I'll say this. This is what Jenny was alluding to. I was talking to Jimmy before we went on the air. Uh, I'm so happy for Rhea. I love Rhea Ripley. Watching that match, how it was executed, laid out, how the finish went, then watching the facial expressions of, of how the talent are selling. Rhea's obviously celebrating Charlotte's facial as you watch and you watch everything. It, there's a little bit of a thought that I have of was this Charlotte's last match? Could be. The way that she was sitting up against the, the ring apron with Rhea then towering over her celebrating, and Charlotte was not like, oh, damn it, I'm going to get her in a rematch. She had this, and then think about what she gave to Rhea. Give all the oh, props yeah. to Charlotte for what she gave to Rhea, what, 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 what Rhea kicked out from, the all the figure four counters that Rhea had. You look back at this, and you look at the, everything, and, you know, I mean, Charlotte's, you know, I was looking again. You know, she's going to be 37, I think, upcoming this Wednesday. Um, 14 time champion, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it kind of felt it a little bit like maybe Charlotte just passed that torch on maybe. to the next top lady in the division. Who, again, if we want to talk about age, is 26 years old right now. So perfect yes. age to have a lot of a lot of road in front of her. It felt a little bit like maybe Charlotte just passed that torch. I mean, she literally gave the skin off her nose tonight. Uh, <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. But no, I th- I think she ties her dad. I think it makes sense to keep that record um, as a flair thing. Um, but I think she doesn't have to do this anymore. You know, maybe she doesn't want to do this anymore. I mean, notice, look over the last few years, feels like she's taken some serious stretches of time off. Um, and this match tonight... Look, I think for the first three minutes, a lot of times I go off crowd reaction and energy. I think for the first couple minutes, the crowd didn't quite know what this match was going to be. A lot of people predict Rayo was going to win. You never know. And given the slot in the card, the fact we just had Dominic and Ray, the fact that we had Sammy and KO coming, this could have been quick. I mean, they've had some championship matches with some very surprise, upset, quick finishes. Charlotte's lost and won quick finishes i think that the crowd energy to me seemed a little off for the first three minutes and then when it seemed clear they were trying to literally beat the life out of each other with Mm -hmm. these uh strong swings and these moves these hard-hitting moves um they got very into it very quickly and it became uh i agree with you justin one of the best championship matches ever at a wrestlemania it was really really good and i didn't want it to end until my thought was please let this end before one of them kills the other one because these, some of these spots are starting to get scarier when you had Rhea landing on her head and when you had Charlotte taking that uh, suplex on her face. Um, mm-hmm. Like it was just like, you know what? Let's just, and when, and when Charlotte hit the the ring um, uh, right before the finish there, I thought that was the perfect way to do it. This was very, very good. But at the same time, I think that, yeah, they, I, I you know, they, they took it, 
as far as it should go. And, but I think it got everybody so emotionally invested and it didn't become about who's the face or who's the heel. You know, these are two women and I've critiqued this a lot with men's matches. This was the problem with every Roman and Seth match. When you have two guys that are top stars, I always compare it as like Batman versus Superman. And both of them have to look strong in defeat. And if Batman and Superman are going to fight, it can't be a quick victory. You have to really see them go through the paces and you'd end up with Seth and Roman would have these, you know, half hour, 45 minute long matches. It seemed like they were never going to end. I think tonight was the perfect length, but I think this was like watching two superheroes fight one another. They were perfectly evenly matched on a physical level. Um, very tough, very strong. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go back and rewatch this match. It was great. But I do think, Justin, to your point, I do think this was passing the torch for a while, but I don't see why Charlotte wouldn't want to tie that record before she retires. Well, I mean, maybe she has some more one-offs and comes back, but I mean, you know, but you talk about the record, like, you know, she's at 14. Look, like, what, what, what's Rick's, is Rick's, six, is Rick's 17? 17 now? I think Rick's 17 because Cena's 16. Yeah. Because right. it's always been the thought of, would Cena come back and try to do one? That's, you know, so. Rick's Rick's 16. Recon 16. He's officially yes. recognized as 16. 16. Yeah. So, so, so Cena would come back to beat. Yeah. So Cena would be. I don't know. I mean, no, who knows? I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, it's. It, that's when you start. That's when we start really speculating the personal stuff that's yeah. not our business. But, I mean, she's going to be, like I said, 37 in a couple of days. You know, does she want to have kids? I, all this, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But um, any which way, the crowd involvement, it, it, there was a. There was a, there was an investment to see Rhea Ripley yes. with which again I go back to is that just because they want to see Rhea Ripley do it and then come Monday or come Friday are they back to being able to boo are they back to when she's whispering in Dom's ear are we back to booing her is that whatever they're, they're or, the power of WWE right yeah. or did she just Hogan at nineteen herself did she just Hmm. It, 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 are, are the fans saying we we don't want to boo her? We let her be the same character, but we want to cheer her. I, I don't know. I do think it's interesting now that Ronda is moving in on to the tag titles. It's interesting that Becky is in the tag division. I do like that we are seeing a bit of a passing the torch, and it's mm -hmm. not. I mean, take this in the context of every consistently great thing i say about nxt and wwe's women's division they have a problem when the main championships are the same five talents and if charlotte is on the roster and ronda's on the roster it's a coin toss as if they're holding a championship belt i think it's actually a very healthy thing if charlotte ronda becky bailey if they've moved on from having to be the the main female champion because we only have those two titles I think it's very, very good for, it's been very good for Bianca, very good for Rhea, and I look forward to seeing them continue to elevate the next generation of women's talent. They have a very stacked roster, but the thing is they don't really know how to write consistently great storylines for women that don't involve a title of some sort. And it no, does, but the main roster does not. No, I, that, that's a very fair point because you see it in the men's division. For so many years, you've seen superstars who were not champions in that top spot. Yeah. You know, and, and and that seems to be the one thing that's missing from the women's division. But uh, you know what? Maybe this is this is a way to broach that now, mm -hmm. so to speak. Like you were saying, maybe this is how they get there, and we'll see what happens. Go, again, going forward, it's excited. But yeah, Charlotte actually looked really proud of Rhea and the match that she put on. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure her facial expressions are going to be analyzed. <laughs> In the days to come, and, and Charlotte should be proud. 
Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte, mm-hmm. Charlotte work. I mean, you said by the skin of her nose, so Charlotte worked her ass off. Mm-hmm. If Charlotte's, if Charlotte's retiring or if Charlotte had any political strife against dropping the title, whatever, if there was any, any contention behind the scenes, if there was, if don't know if, if there was, she put it all aside and was yeah. professional as all hell and did everything to make Rhea look as good as possible. They, they did business, and I hate to sound like Captain Cliche, but they left it all out there, mm-hmm. and the ladies deserve all the praise they're getting tonight. And Charlotte dominates a lot of her matches. I mean, I would compare this and probably put it up there with um, Becky versus Charlotte at Evolution. <laughs> I think probably beyond that. I, I bet you somewhere, uh, wherever Rick was tonight, yeah. I, yeah, you know he watches every one of Charlotte's major matches. I'm mm-hmm. sure Rick took a, tear sh- in his eye. took a shot, had a tear in his eye, and did some did some strutting wherever he was, <laughs> and thought, "How can I get in on this?" Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, he's a very proud father, very supportive. Yeah. Um, so after this, we had the Miz and Snoop Dogg out there. The Miz talked about an open challenge that he posted on many social networks, including MySpace. MySpace mm-hmm. going to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Who's in Miz's top eight friends? Well, Maurice. Maurice. Jimmy never. Jimmy never had a MySpace. He has no idea what we're saying. Mm-hmm. No, I, I never did. To be honest with you, I never did have a MySpace. I know. I knew what it was. I just never did it. So there you go. Uh, so out came Pat McAfee mm-hmm. in his in his bedazzled tank top, his bedazzled WrestleMania tank top, uh, looking great. And they had an impromptu match with The Miz. We had someone from the 49ers who I don't remember his name. Do you remember his George name? Kittle. George Kittle. George Kittle. Who big, I say? Re- big wrestling fan. Yeah, I lived in the Bay Area for 30 years. After Joe Montana, stopped paying attention to the Niners. <laughs> uh, so uh, this was what it was. Pat McAfee's good. But uh, Jimmy, any any major thoughts on this one? Nah, it was a nice little break to, you know... Uh, as we t- as as Justin mentioned, you went from that great match. You had to have that come down moment mm. before you went into the main event, and that's what it was. And people, it was a fun little distraction, so to speak, from what was going on. But other than that, you know, eh, it was what it was. It would... and, and it's a fun distraction. But this this little this match, it'll get a ton of play across. Oh yeah, ESPN and Fox mm-hmm. Sports because you have George Kittle, who's 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 the best tight end in football. Right. You have Pat McAfee, who has become a media giant. Pat. He's become a media giant with his podcast and mm-hmm. what he's able to get. Uh, and he's a former NFL player, and you know, and and that it, it, it's 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 the cool down for the audience before the main event. But yet, it's going to be one of the things that gets some of the most mainstream play. So, win win. Yes. Yeah. And they, they do a lot of things like this. Um, and Snoop Dogg's out there. Let's not forget Snoop's mm-hmm. out there. True. And I like Snoop was like, I rap. I'm You, you yeah. all deal with this. I'm out of here. <laughs> Didn't uh, he this, make the match official? Uh, yes. He did. But it was fun. Yeah. He he he, uh, he has the power of, of Adam Pierce. There you go. go. <laughs> well, after this, we did have that main event with the Usos, with little Uzi Vert uh, mm-hmm. bringing them out. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, are you a big fan of Little Uzi Vert? Um, actually, a, a little bit on the question mark side when it comes to that one because uh, uh, I didn't, I'm not even familiar with his work. Ah, Justin, how about it. you? 
no, Jimmy loved the Cool in the Gang song they were using yeah. earlier. The night. Oh before. my goodness, the Cool in the Gang song. Uh, I know Jimmy likes his Cool in the Gang. Yeah, I do. Thank God it wasn't What's His Face from the Royal Rumble. That yeah, was it, terrible. That that it, was the worst musical performance in okay. recent memory. Sorry, but I have to I have to specify too. Justin's not just saying that. That's legit. I'm, I'm a yes. big Cool in the Gang fan. No, no, you are. Do not doubt it. Um, it was fine. The Usos. Actually, it's funny the entrances. The way they tried to play off KO and Sammy's entrance were like, these are working man wrestlers, blue collar. They don't need nothing fancy. <laughs> it was like, kind of makes you wonder. Um, yeah, again, like, uh, uh, it, it was like an interesting uh, lack of pageantry for the main event of night one of Mania. So, again, I, I you know, I, I advocated this should be an event, and I, and I think I stick with it because the story was just so rich. Yeah. But I do feel and good on the women i do feel charlotte and Rhea did that match and they walked through that curtain and said all right boy maybe they were told i and again i don't know this nobody clipped this out and try to say that i'm false reporting something maybe Rhea and charlotte at one point were under the impression again that they would yeah. be main eventing their night and so then to get told whenever they would get told hey you're not we're bumping you. You're going to be semi-main. It's a mm-hmm. chip on the shoulder. It is. Oh, but- you're gonna you're gonna bump us. Oh, we'll show you. And then you walk through the curtain, and you look at the Usos, Kevin, Kevin and Sammy, and go, follow that, fellas. Yeah. And I do think the crowd. I think the you know the, the crowd you know, now at this point we're approaching four hours. The crowds, you know, they've been they're a little tired. I do think as a start, the crowd was because even Sammy's music hitting the pop mm-hmm. was not as big for Sammy's music hitting. Hmm. at least on TV, as I thought it would be. But as things went on, the crowd certainly was there as we went down the home stretch. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at TV time, the amount of time they've given Sammy, KO, and the bloodline, and I'm not even talking about just importance or quality of story. I'm just saying the time they've given them, them being the opening segment or the go-home segment um, on a Raw or SmackDown, if you look at that versus the time they spent, and they should have spent more time building Rhea and Charlotte. They did not do a great job of building Ray and Charlotte. Um, it it, it had this had to be the main event just based on interest and people having a clear narrative of what was going on. And, and to that point, Charlotte and Rhea, to their credit, defied the sort of nothing burger of story that WWE creative gave them. Well, and Char- well Char- Charlotte and Rhea, it's 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 very vanilla in the sense of it's the winner of the Rumble mm-hmm. going after the going after the world champ. And oh, by the way, it's not even it's like a first time ever. No. These two have fought at Mania. The difference being Rhea had not found herself like she has now. But I kind of get it. There's just not as much story to tell. Yeah. It's just kind of you won the rumble, you're picking that. Now we gotta just sit with that for the next two months. Uh whereas Sammy and KO, as a as Michael Cole noted, I think it was like April twenty second of last year, Sammy first approached to be part of the bloodline. So this is a year of so many layers of of rich story. So again, I still understand and, and it can, and I, I still agree with it. Why you put the tag match as the main event, but the women went out there and they just said, <laughs> okay, All that. go yeah. ahead. And, and Rhea, Rhea's just made after tonight. If he wasn't already before, like now, I think um, Bianca successfully graduated to that upper echelon of female champions in wwe and feet in the female roster i think Rhea is definitely there as well i feel bad for i feel bad for bianca and oscar tomorrow night oh yeah hey you know who knows 
who knows what we're in for that that could be that could be just as stiff as Su- I was Surpri- yeah. oh i mean surprise me please but i feel yeah. bad for what they might be feeling right now pressure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um yes i apologize for uh massacring ria or Rhea. here's the thing I, I have to point this out uh i am terrible with pronunciation of names because i read them and my entire life how do you pronounce my last name rubenstein or rubenstein guess what never had a preference because people have been saying it both ways my entire life so right. i'm just as bad with everybody else's name uh you're ruben you're rubenstein well, in theory, but I could spend a lot of time growing up in the Midwest where, you know, it's not the like most popular like Jewish culture. So I got Rubenstein for a good portion of my life as well. Yeah, it's kind of weird. S-T-E-I-N is Stein. You know what? My dad's a rabbi. He doesn't even have a preference. It's very strange. Very strange. But no, let's talk about KO and Sammy tonight meeting the Usos in the ring and these guys getting into it. Um, this this was a spot fest. This was again Kevin Steen and El Generico took on homegrown WWE talent tonight in the main event. First time the tag titles main eventing. Um this was phenomenal. Not the first tag team match to main event, because of course WrestleMania won. Right. First the first time titles. with the tag, first tag team title match. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jimmy, give me your high-level thoughts on this match. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. And uh, I will say this, because you you referred to it as a spot fest. There were a lot of great spots in this match. But what they did was they let every single one of them breathe. They gave it time to digest. They let the crowd get invested in what they were doing. It wasn't boom, boom, one on top of the other after this. And, you know, uh, uh, things like... Uh, Sammy kicking out of the 1D being the, yes. and them emphasizing him being the first person ever to kick because he was the first person to kick out of the 1D it meant something it was huge and again there were finishes going on or false finishes in this one that had the crowd popping huge going oh I thought that was it and you know that's 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 the beauty of this business when you're in the ring and you get that reaction and you're feeling it it just oh my goodness and it feels even from a referee standpoint, because they, you know, uh, I'm not going to say it. Referees who kind of give away false finishes, mm. you know. The, What's the tell? What's the tell uh, on that? Uh, I, won't, I won't tell you because it'll ruin it for you. No, because I'll give it to you this way: uh, uh, the producer that used to do the show up here that we did in Canada, uh, aftermath. I was sitting with him watching SummerSlam in t- 2019 when it was here in Toronto, and there was something, and he was going, "Oh, I thought that was it," and I kept saying, "No." No, no. And he kept saying, why? And I said, because I saw a tell. Yeah. And he said, what's the tell? I said, I don't want to tell you. He says, oh, come on, come on. So I told him, and now he says, I can't unsee it. Wow. And I said, well, because of that, that's why I never. Hey, I'm that way with tag matches. If they're if their palm is facing upward, it's going to be a real tag. If their palm's facing down, their partner's not making it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Justin, uh, aside from the false finishes, Jimmy, I mean, what what else really stood out to you about this match? It's just a, a great, great uh, passion you saw in both both teams, and the great storytelling and the the culmination of uh, is this the end? And I like the fact that now it leaves question marks with the bloodline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As much as we were celebrating the the KO and Sammy victory at the end of a really great tag team match, it it, it also makes you want to tune in tomorrow to see what happens with the rest of the bloodline with it 
the head of the table, you know, which, which obviously will main event tomorrow night. Yeah. Justin. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, endorse everything Jimmy just said. I'll, I'll add. So the ending is three Huluva kicks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's Sammy to Jay. That, that's key mm-hmm. to the story. And um, props to Sammy and, uh, and, and f- full transparency here. Eight years ago, maybe it's something about that. You know, he was he was Sammy's. He was he was just generic. Looked like a paper route boy with his hat and whatever he did, whatever. Um, I think I retweeted or endorsed something that Vince Russo tweeted, and next thing I knew, Sammy blocked me on Twitter. So Sammy's not <laughs> Sammy, Sammy's not a friend of mine. So I'm not I'm not saying this to. Get Sammy to pay for my next dinner or something like that. There ain't nothing like that going on. Sammy's Sammy's not hearing anything I say unless somebody gets him done blocking for me. Sammy Zane was tremendous tonight. Three Huluva kicks, and this is where you know again he's got the, him and Kevin, of course, the history, and they are indie darlings. They, they we, we talked about earlier, kind of the dynamics here, and they got PWG on their uh, their the trunks, paying homage to where they came from. Again, Andy, Andy gets the connotation of just work raid and small crowd and breaking through, whatever, whatever. He did one of the most WWE things you can do. And that and all that means is you're playing to the millions at home. Yeah. He did those Haluba kicks and he did the first one, he did the second one. Before he did the third one, if you go back and watch it, go back, please go back and watch it. He's and actually, and the director was actually late on taking the camera shot up close of him. Yeah, of how well they were still wide, and he was doing it. He sold his and in his facial expressions of, "I'm getting ready to deliver the shot to the back of the head, and I'm yeah. gonna all of this angst for the last year. I'm getting ready to just relieve it all." He told such. He told twelve months of a story of. Of validation in just about five seconds of time in his face, and it was tremendous. And so again, he won't see this. I can tweet it. He won't see it unless he changes. I want to give out the, the props that Sammy Zayn. He did it, and nothing can ever take that away. Nothing can ever change and take away that in his career, he main evented a night of WrestleMania and was the was the final pinfall victory. At WrestleMania with 80,000 people all invested. Mm-hmm. And so, props to him. He has an amazing ability. Brody Lee had this as well. We're just to communicate with his eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Sammy did so much of that tonight. And it's, I think um, they might be leaning on this too much, certainly in the Elimination Chamber match and certainly. Uh, or the match at Elimination Chamber, certainly in all the beatdowns he's received. He's very good at doing that that punch drunk, like I'm down, I'm out, just, you know, a feather will knock me over and I won't get back up. There was that spot tonight, but when he hit that comeback, I mean, the crowd just lost their shit. Mm-hmm. It was a great moment. Uh, all the finishers tonight that that went into this, the Hoover kicks, the as you said, the one in the back of the head that mm-hmm. finished this, um... I think the video package they did, and I've been, I've been critical of the fact that I think the Sammy and Bloodline story has been told A+. Kevin Owens' involvement, 
it, it got there, but that was not the most obvious. And I know there was a pivot and I know there's reasons with Cody and Roman and the plans they have there, but I feel like tonight, man, I mean, they told that story, the culmination of that in the ring. They told the story of the brotherhood between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, this is just a beautiful moment to end on tonight. And I, I am almost bummed that it's the appetizer for tomorrow night's main course of Cody dethroning Roman. Well, and, and, and comment to that, and then I want to, I want to ask Jimmy something. Yeah. To that, Glenn, who knows? What happened tonight could spill over to tomorrow night. Yeah. What if the Usos make themselves present in Roman and Cody's match? And then what if KO and Sammy come out to try to even it out? So who knows? This might not be done. But to the point of, uh, of how well Sammy did and everything, Jimmy, mm-hmm. I got to say, we saw some false finishes tonight. Sammy's timing in terms of letting it get down to to two and 99 one hundredths. Oh my goodness. His shoulder came up <laughs> off the mat mm-hmm. damn near as late as it could be before yeah. forcing the ref mm-hmm. to hit his hand on the mat. Right. Then it's okay for the referee to hit that you know, try to hold up, but hit that three on 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 that very last, like you said two and 99 one hundredths of a second afterwards and wave it off. You know what I mean? It, it, his timing was impeccable. And the way he sold the, the kick out too, it wasn't like everyone was like a big arm swinging out. It, it was getting a shoulder up little, little things, you know, everything just clicked. Everything worked. Everything made sense. And yes, hats off to the uh, good. I, I think it was uh the referee, oh, I'm trying to did a wonderful job. It's, uh, hmm. yeah. It was good. Um, if you know, if I have one note, I just feel like uh, they did this with Theory. They did this on NXT. I'm a little tired of the the losing opponent gets the pin at one point, but the refs out or the ref doesn't see it or whatever. But I thought the main event was just very well orchestrated tonight um, by all involved. I agree. Some of the, the camera cuts might've been a little late or the angles might've been imperfect, but uh, mm-hmm. that audience just ate this up tonight and it trickled down at home. I mean, that the audience reaction really uh, counts for a lot. Grant Yenny with a $5 super chat saying El Generico was set on commentary. El Generico was set mm-hmm. on commentary tonight. Tonight. Uh, there was no chance that Vince was on the headset. Um, yeah. Rod, it was Rod Zapata. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, it was right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the, the call outs to Reseda even tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, this felt like, yeah, I mean, we, we've had NXT talent, indie talent. I mean, Finn Balor was first universal champion, but I don't know. This felt like WWE, like I said, at the opening WWE has finally figured out the way to balance the indie revolution with WWE storytelling and style. Let me say this. Mm-hmm. You get your world title match, Roman 940 something days and Cody, you got you got a Brock Lesnar match, mm-hmm. you got Edge, and Hell in a Cell, uh, and, and and many more. I'm doing yeah. mm-hmm. the women's Fatal Four Way. They they all have they the the, the pressure is on them right now because <laughs> night one, uh, came oh, it was good came in mm-hmm. guns a blazing. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Grimaldi four ninety nine saying so happy for Sammy and KO. I've been watching them since two thousand eight and Reseda. Only in this era can they have PWG logos on their gear while wrestling for WWE. Another sign that Vince is not there with the Or just doesn't know what PWG stands for. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's that's some sort of Canadian thing? Yeah, it's a Canadian thing. 
it's 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 a it's it's Canadian Ico Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Andrew Ung four ninety nine. I just watched the TV version of the Sammy entrance, and the arena reaction was fifty times louder. Again, I hope WWE fixed their production issue. Oh, maybe it was an audio issue. Who knows? But uh, um, if that's the case, then great. The conspiracy against Sami Zayn lives on in yes. some way, shape, or form. Yes. We don't, want the, we don't want the people to think that he's getting that big a pop. <laughs> T Smitty 3000 with a $5 super chat asking, did I cry after the main event? Um, I was a little misty eyed. I mean, it just, soaking in the moment again and you know i tweeted it not to give raw shit but yeah i mean i remember saying like oh one day Sami Zayn and kevin owens would be great to wrestle uh, main event wrestlemania of course i fought against each other and he was adamant like kevin owens sure but no way will Sami Zayn ever do this so uh but 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 i i, I probably would have said the same thing glenn it's we again we've we've been so caught up in the last year how sammy and this whole bloodline thing has developed Let's not. I mean, even last year's main, he's in a jackass match, whatever. But but years prior to that, Sammy was so just. He was just so just there. Well, don't tell he's booked. But I he mean, was just he was El Generico. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it is a hard thing to imagine five years ago to say this guy is going to be in the, in the most important. St- like I mean, it, it, I mean again, all credit to him mm-hmm. and, and all of that involved. But it's not crazy that Raj said that. I mean, well, I, I probably would have said the same thing. I, I feel like Sammy and Becky are two talents that I was early on in feeling that th- these could be the top stars in the company. But it, you know what it all comes down to? If they're booked correctly. And right. it's not about what we think. It's about, you know, at the time about what Vince or Kevin Dunn or Michael Hayes thinks. And I think that sometimes it's easy to get so used to what the tastes are of the powers that be that you're almost dismissive of anything that you think might shake that. But no, well, I mean, also, you know, it's all and, and good fun. And also when you think of a guy like Sami Zayn and, and his entire career prior to being Sami Zayn is under a mask. And you always right. hear you're under a mask. And the number one thing in WWE is a, I, I just, I did a yeah. whole thing on Charlotte worked this great match with Rhea. She lost, but I took all this away from Charlotte's facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And it, it brought me to the conclusion of maybe this is her last match or mm-hmm. she's going to go into semi-retirement mm-hmm. all because of how she was selling the loss and how it wasn't a traditional facial expression that I would think for a loss. So when you work a career under a mask, like he did as El Generico, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, it's easy to believe that this guy's going to have a hard time ever being the main event of WrestleMania and getting people to believe in false finishes. Mm. Well, to that point, uh, T. Smitty also says that Sammy is today's Mick Foley. And I think the comparisons kind of, kind of draw some, connect some dots. Some lines. Um, he, he would be the Sammy would be the clo- Mick is a unicorn of his own, but yeah, right. Sammy would be the closest thing in terms of like an organic, mm-hmm. you know, story of you know, as Mick was Cactus Jack and do love of mankind, mankind under a mask. He would be the closest thing, mm-hmm. it really would be the because, the, 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 like, Sammy Zayn joined this group that he never belonged, and Mick tried to be somewhere where he didn't belong, and then yeah. You know, no, it's interesting, and I think uh, you know the story's not over. So we're gonna we're gonna see more of what Sammy does, uh, both in his partnership with Kevin. I'm sure he and Kevin will fracture again, and go on to have many more great matches together and apart. But uh, T. Smitty also says the son of the greatest babyface to ever lace him up will beat Roman tomorrow. Hmm. I I kind of want to be surprised, maybe not get that finish that we're expecting tomorrow night. No, a swerve just for the sake of a swerve because you see the finish coming. I don't is is, is well, not maybe. Maybe we'll get there in a in a 
interesting or unique way that's unpredictable. Yeah, Glenn, if they don't do it tomorrow night, I know. I, I compare yeah. it to a couple years ago, like five years ago, maybe when we were when we were really in a rut. Yeah, you know, I and I love Brock. I do love Brock, and mm-hmm. I and I appreciate that he is a generational talent. But they got kind of in a rut with Brock as champion, and then Braun had lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. and they they could have pulled the trigger on Braun Strowman, and who knows, they didn't. Yeah. I, it's kind of the same thing now, but maybe even bigger stakes. They have lightning in a bottle with Cody. Mm-hmm. You don't do it tomorrow, or I guess today, technically, for us on the East Coast. <laughs> uh, if you don't do it later today, <laughs> you might you might never get that back again. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Andrew Rung with one more super chat saying that uh, when should they do Flair versus Rhea three at another Mania because they're both now one and one in Mania. You can do it. You can do it at a SummerSlam. Yeah, if you can, if you can get that story going that long, yes. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, before we take this home, any final thoughts, uh, Jimmy? To you first. Any final thoughts on WrestleMania Night One? WrestleMania Night One. Uh, I hate to put it this way, delivered big time, and it was. I really thoroughly enjoyed every. I even enjoyed the Pat McAfee Miz thing because it was that nice welcome. Ah, let's just sit back and relax while we before we th- get like super invested in this main event. So everything worked tonight. I thought everything clicked. Everybody should be very proud of their performance tonight. And everybody who's on tomorrow night, uh, I hope. Uh, Good. Luck. I hope you were watching, <laughs> Justin. Yeah, same. I, I, I again, we have a whole other night, so I'm not going to even begin to try to categorize where Mania 39 fits in the the 39-year history. Uh, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow night, so uh, tease. Tune in tomorrow night. But um, but for what, what tonight was, I mean, start to finish, the, the delivery of the in-ring work, I mean, was really, really strong. So, uh, but, and Glenn, I think you, you kind of really actually really said it the best way, which is, they delivered in such a strong way, but it, it, you're right. There was a a blend of styles. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I often end up using this when we, when Jimmy and I are on Wednesday nights with AEW and I try to say, look, you know, it, it, you know, it, it wrestling is a buffet. Um, you, you know, you don't want, it's all you can eat. All right. You don't want any seafood <laughs> come over here to the, to this. So, you know, it's like you give a little bit for everybody and ever, you know, whatever. Um, and sometimes AEW gets maybe in, too caught in one genre but like tonight it, it literally felt like you had a little bit of something for everybody you had the, again you had inner you had celebrities you had millionaires sitting ringside you had you had it all there but you also gave some really just pure wrestling and uh and with some great stories so yeah night again i hope hope the guys and girls for night two get a good night's rest tonight and they already because the pressure is on them and uh jimmy and i will be back tomorrow night to do the same thing yeah so you'll be joined by raj giri uh mm-hmm. what a threesome that's gonna be i know it's gonna be great uh you see i'd say normally it is the buffet but the problem is that they try and get you to load up so much on potatoes and bread because they're cheaper they're like please stay away from you know we only have so much prime rib and lobster tail people mm-hmm. you know well we got we we got a lot of main course tonight yeah, as long as you go to the buffet with a uh, Ziploc bag or to-go <laughs> container, that's, that's so you can you want to bring you want to make the people take some home. 
So it takes them all home. And Vince is like, put up, a, put up signs that say, "Take what you want, but eat what you take." Um, yes. Yeah. I used, to, I used, to, the, used to be a Chinese buffet we go to when I was a kid. There's little little mini cheesecakes. I used to love those. Oh, lovely. I must have to say that now. It was in St. Mary's County, Maryland. I live in Calvert County. We went across the bridge to St. Mary's County. We had the little, little tiny cheesecakes. I used to love them. You know, there's still some Pizza Huts with the Pizza Hut buffet. And as a child, that used to be the... Glenn, you'd appreciate this fun fact. Yeah. In the county I grew up in, in Maryland, in Calvert County, there yeah. was no Pizza Huts because there was an old, there was a long-standing, it was like, you know, decade, into like the 1800s, long-standing ordinance could have no buildings with a red roof. Wow. Wow. Crazy. I, I never had Pizza Hut until I was like 19 years old, until I moved to Pittsburgh. I mean, then, probably by that point, you had refined taste. And a certain, certain hotel chain wasn't there either. So. They were not there either. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Do us a favor. <laughs> if you like this podcast, like, share, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your media. And Justin Labar is on the Twitters at Justin Labar. Jimmy's at Jimmy Corderas. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Please follow us all. Please ask Sami Zayn to unblock Justin. And ask, yes. H- ask HBK to unblock me as well. I didn't even tweet him. I was just tagged in something somebody posted. It's a misunderstanding. Uh, I want to give him my notes on NXT desperately. And uh, and go back and watch Stand and Deliver today. Uh, Carmelo Hayes wrestled the hell out of that main event and is going to be an awesome, awesome champ. Really, really excited for uh, where that's all headed. So happy WrestleMania night one. The crew will be back tomorrow night for night two. I'll be back on Tuesday for NXT and the fallout from Stand and Deliver. Until then, everybody, try and get some rest. It's a long weekend. Make sure you're drinking enough fluids. Hydrate. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Gang Podcast. Take care. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.